0: Well, hi, hello, everybody. We're back with another episode of the Fuck You Mentality and none other. What else would you guys be listening to if you clicked on this podcast? But we have our first repeat guest. Um, This guest was on here a couple, couple months ago, kind of talking about her journey. And I was really excited to get to know her and kind of learn about her, learn about her journey. We ended up bonding over a lot of different things, a lot of trauma, a lot of bullshit, a lot of shit from our past. But I was excited to bring her back because I've always been intrigued by her social media, who she works with and... This woman is a jack of all trades. She's kind of, she does, she's been doing a lot right now. So I kind of want to talk about that too. But without further ado, I'll allow her to introduce herself. Who are you? What are you doing? What's going on?
1: Hi, I am um, Samantha Harmon at Samantha's Beauty Confessions. And first of all, I'm excited to know I'm the first repeat guest. I didn't know that oh. until just now. So that's awesome. But yeah, I am from Oklahoma and I, like Lisa said, I kind of do... I kind of do a little bit of everything, and I'm excited to kind of dive into that and talk more about, you know, how social media has really helped me get to that point.
0: So if you guys haven't listened to her original first episode, I'll have to link it in the show notes so you guys can get to know who she is kind of from the underneath. But today we're going to talk about some things that I've always been interested by, who she works with, she works with behind the chair, um, and she she does a lot with her social media, um, but I feel like she has such a great rhythm and her, her posts are always on point. She's always educational. She's always, she always, she, she just does it right. Um, but I kind of wanted to dissect a little further into something else. Cause I've been following Sam and she started posting about, she's doing like a salon remodel and she's also flying across the country and doing stuff in LA. So like, what, what's going on in like that world? What do you, what are, what's going on in the Samantha Beauty Confessions brand? What's, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, so I, um, at the end of last year, I decided to kind of remodel my salon a little bit. I thought, it's kind of comical at this point, but I thought it was going to take me two weeks to finish, which I, I literally can't say that without, without laughing, because my building is 2,500 square foot, and it's taking far longer than two weeks. Uh, we're still in the process of it. We're We're getting closer to finishing, but... Um, it's just comical that two weeks was my goal. So yeah, I, I'm not, um, it's kind of a big surprise what I'm doing to it, but I'm turning it into something that's going to help me kind of with my journey with, um, content creation and social media. Um, I've, I've just had this big building for ever since I've been doing hair and I I'm finally putting it into, to use for kind of where I'm planning to go moving forward um yeah and I I've been traveling like she said to teach classes all over the United States and so I just feel like I'm kind of living in this like whirlwind right now but um it's definitely going to be worth it when it's all said and done yeah and you're still taking clients you're still
0: filming you're still doing all of that stuff um what's how's that been like with balancing like how's how's balance been
1: Balance. I, at first when I started doing like online stuff in classes, um, I was like, okay, I can take clients for sure. Like it's not hard, whatever. So then I kind of got in the rhythm of that. And then you add on, like, like you said, video content creation that I'm doing with these brands. And that was another little thing to have to kind of balance. And then this remodel, this has been the first time I think that I felt like, like I don't have a balance. I genuinely just feel like I am the road runner, just going one place to the next and doing what I got to do there. And then I'll deal with the rest of it later. Um, but I will say that probably the last three to five days, I've started to see, um, see how it's going to balance out again. So I don't know if I like figured it out on my own or if it's just because I've kind of done all the hard part, um, you know, picking out the floor, picking out the tile, whatever. But yeah, I just try to take it one day at a time.
0: I um I kind of want to I want to touch on that a little bit before we move on because <clears throat> one of the big things about the fucking mentality is being transparent, being open and honest. And what Sam what Samantha's doing is, you know, she runs a full-time brand and she does, you know, full-time content creation. She also does full-time hair unless she does all these things. So when we look at these content creators, these people who we admire, I think something that we always need to remember is I bet you there's a lot more to the eye that they're dealing with, you know, and that balance doesn't always look like this really methodical thing. And, you know, to kind of harp on the fact that she's taking a huge step in her journey in in her career, it requires this like added crazy stress that is going to then propel her moving forward. So, you know, entrepreneurship and being self-made and being in this industry specifically does require, I would say, more sacrifice than some other industries. Um, now because you know we are moving into like this video world content creation world and a lot of us are still doing hair behind the chair full time um so i i congratulate you because you are wearing about five thousand different hats right now um that are requiring a lot of your attention and you're trying to be 100 percent in all of them which is so taxing but Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate you telling us like, Hey, like balance is looking kind of fuzzy right now because I feel like a lot of people say, Oh, I always have balance balances. I always do that. Like I always have a schedule and I just feel like that's kind of a lie.
1: Absolutely. And before we move on from this, I just want to mention too, kind of like what you were just saying. Um, I, this is very scary to me. I mean, I feel like I, our salon floor needed to be redone, which is the reason I even took this step because this is something I've wanted to do for probably three years. But, you know, with video partnerships and, you know, brand partnerships, like nothing is promised. And so here I am pouring my money and my energy and all of this into something that I don't know a hundred percent what's going to happen, you know? And so I just want people to know that are listening that, um, I have breakdowns frequently and I have imposter syndrome with this frequently, like literally every day. I'm wondering like, is this the right step or whatever? But I just think that for the first time in my life, I feel as if um, I need to, to go for it. And I don't know, maybe it's just the last three years have kind of pushed me in this direction. But um, like you said, video content is getting bigger and bigger and I'm just, I know that I need a space to, to expand that brand. So as scared as I am and, you know, as much as I've cried and all of that, I'm just hopeful that I'm doing the right thing. Hell yeah. They gave me chills. Hell yeah. That's um, scary. Scary is definitely
0: the the biggest word of it all. And, um, I'm sure you get a lot of questions about this and DMS and stuff like that. Content creation is terrifying. And, while it's so terrifying, God, is it the most magical and cathartic, cathartic thing you could do? I mean, I love just, it. Like, oh, myself, like content creation and just like the small things that I've done have really opened up my eyes to taking our careers to the next level. Um, so mm-hmm. you work with behind the chair mm-hmm. and I have always idolized working with a brand like that because I feel like it's, it's, it's really cool to be part of a community that is kind of like the, I hate to say it's the hair gods, but like the hair gods of our world, you know, like those are the people mm-hmm. look up to, like those are the people that put on the shows and like do the education and like do all that kind of stuff. So what do you do for them? Like, what does that look like? How did you even, how did you kind of fall into that? Like not fall into it. How'd you work for that? Like, what is, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. So um I'm, like i literally whenever someone first asked me kind of what what behind the chair did for us like i knew what they did for me personally but i didn't know like the technical terms so One time I literally Googled it so I could tell somebody about it. Um, And what behind the chair is for anyone that doesn't know is they actually are like a marketing agency kind of for hairstylists. And so they work with us to kind of pair us with companies or, or brands or whatever that they think we would be best fit for. And each kind of partnership looks a little different. Some of it is like you were saying, you know, at shows or on stages or whatever. And then some of it is just like video content. Um, but the cool thing about Behind the Chair is that they actually, they do all of the um, the back work that I think sometimes for me personally is always hard. Like the the back and forth emailing and all of that. Um, they make it really simple. And I also like that they um, they get to know us as the artists. And so they kind of know what our goals are Cause everyone is a little bit different, you know, and they're really good at pairing us with the right, the right brands that actually fit, you know, it's not just for like the money behind it. It's more so for who are you going to pair well with so that you can have like a true um, mutually beneficial partnership.
0: Okay. Now, what do you do? What do you do for them? Like what, what's your role? What do you do?
1: So I um I've talked on stage at the Behind the Chair show with them and then I I do um partnerships with a few different brands with Behind the Chair. Um I don't do like I haven't like signed on with a company to just be like exclusive or anything with them. I more so do um campaigns with I think I'm working with like two or three different companies right now through Behind the Chair.
0: Wow. Okay. Is that that's really interesting. I
1: I had no idea that like BTC was like a marketing agency. Yeah. And also like, you know, I think that some stylists that are on the behind the chair team, some of them actually, um, you know, they do go on and be exclusive with brands or they do go on and, you know, some start their own product line. I just, I think that it's really cool because um, they really take the time to kind of get to know you as the stylist and, and really, help you kind of navigate, because I know for me personally, like when I started doing all this stuff, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, And if a company would have emailed me, like, I don't know, just some color line out there, if they would have emailed me and asked me, you know, for rates or for like, how many videos can I make for them or whatever, I wouldn't have even known the first thing to say. So they behind the chairs really helped me to navigate through all of that stuff that honestly I don't think I could have done by myself right how long have you been with BDC so I it's kind of crazy I signed with them in the end of 2019 so Hmm. like three and a half years ago maybe closer to four so you were able to sign on them before like shit got crazy yeah so right before shit got crazy but um, on the last podcast that we did, I, I mentioned that I had gotten a divorce and I signed with behind the chair two weeks, like before I got my divorce. And so I was going through that kind of hell while I was finally like, cause like you said, I had looked up to behind the chair stylist for forever. And that was like a goal of mine. So I achieved that goal. And then literally two weeks later, All that stuff happened with my ex-husband. So it was kind of like, oh my gosh, I can't let this opportunity go. Um, But again, they were so patient with me through all of that. And they allowed me to take the time and, um, you know, they didn't force me to, to create or to, to be places I I couldn't be mentally.
0: I'm a big believer of manifestation and manifestation. You have to let go of things in order for other things to happen. Um, mm-hmm. if that is not a prime example of letting go to allow progression, but yep. I can only imagine too, like in that time, how like, that is also, I'm probably like one of the scariest things you could do, you know, trying to divorce and also trying to stay afloat like simultaneously. They, like they don't really
1: usually work. It's like oil and water. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was another time that I feel like I had no balance. I was just waking up in the morning and just taking it literally minute by minute. It was, it was crazy. But I do think that, like you said, it was, um, kind of the universe's way of, um, giving me something to push me forward. Like, although I needed to take time to kind of heal and process through all that, like I had something to look forward to. And so I do think that that's kind of what kept me going. And, um, I think that's why I'll always, you know, have like a soft place in my heart for behind the chair, because They, they were like the sunshine on all of my like rainy days during that time.
0: Right. What, excuse me, what, um, so I, so now you work behind the chair and like, it's it's like marketing agency and they kind of facilitate and put you in different places. What are like, what has, what has, I'm trying to think out of the word this. So content creation, were you a content creator before this? And then this is kind of like taught you even more or like, how did that look? Yeah,
1: so I, I kind of started trying to think about why I I even got into this. And honestly, like I, when I was younger, I would get my mom's cameras, you know, the big bulky cameras, and I would walk around and like make home videos and I would like prop it up on, you know, my dresser or whatever, and I would try to like film stuff. Not that I had anything to film, but I've always liked like photography and um, just creating. I was also someone who was on like paint on the computer back in the day. Yes. I was always making stuff on paint. And so I think that I've always just had an interest in like like the the creativity, I guess, and taking something and kind of making something else out of it or something better out of it. So, but when video got big, that's really when I feel like I kind of was in my groove. I think that video content for me comes a lot easier than photography does. Um, I don't know i I really like videography and i I don't have a background in it. I just I picked up on it quickly, and I think that um, any creators kind of have an eye for for what looks good or or whatever, and I try to create from the point of of like what I needed to see starting out or what I needed to hear starting out. I just try to create a lot of content like that, which ultimately has helped me build like a community and stuff too. Um,
0: That's okay. I I'm just, I'm gathering all of this information in my brain. I'm like, wow, like this is, this is really (laughs) about this kind of stuff. Um, So I also hearing you say I'm a videographer, not a photographer. I, two in exactly the same way. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of guilt with that too, because I want to be able to take these glorious photos. Cause I love, I'm a whore for a good hair photo, like the poses Mm. and the big hair and like the reflections and all that stuff. But I just, I can't seem to nail it. I'm a good, I can do video all fucking day long, but the photo part I don't know. And I don't know what it is. Like, have you ever thought about that? Like, why am I, why am I so drawn to video, but I cannot get a good photo?
1: Cause not- I don't know. I, I'm the exact same way. Like I can't. And even when I started creating um, before videos were popular, if you like scroll way back, um, I was posting a lot of like processing photos with lines on them and text, or I was posting like, um, like, tones of the hair, you know, like brunette tones, blonde tones, whatever. So I was never like a beautiful hair photo content creator. I was always just creating like educational content. And maybe that's why we both like video as I'm like talking through it. I'm kind of realizing because I feel like educators maybe lean more toward video content. I don't know. That's just an idea I'm having Um, because we're able to break more down in that video segment than we could ever break down in just a still photo that makes i totally just had an epiphany that's absolutely that's totally that's wow that's that's it that's i know that just literally came to me as i was yeah. talking through it it just came to my brain like i i love i love hair artists who post photos but they are exactly
0: like their hair artists like they aren't necessarily mentors or educators and there's nothing wrong with that because i know we can't right oh but in a, in a photo. Yeah. I can't teach anything. I can't really, like, I kind of maybe, but in a video I can put my voice in it. I can, you know, kind of show the steps or like how you do your tutorials, like with your hair. Like you can't really do that with a, with a picture. You can do it with a video where you're lifting your hair up and spraying, you know, or like
1: styling or whatever, but I can't.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. And honestly,
1: honestly too, like even right now, when I'm, when I'm decorating at the salon and stuff, um, I tend to look for inspiration more so on TikTok um, because it's videos, because I can see like a space. And and I just think there's something different in the creative's brains, um, like left brain, right brain kind of thing. Um, there's like photo brain, video brain. But yeah, I do so much better with movable images that I can like, I don't know, see the whole vision instead of just clips of it or, you know, photos of it.
0: Yeah, that's Wow. So if anyone's listening right now, you have two creators who said right on this podcast, that video or picture is not our thing. And there is absolutely no shame in not being able to get a good photo. I think the the key to it is if you are good at something, lean into it. You know, if you really enjoy video creation and content creation, lean into it. If you're really fantastic about editing a still photo, please lean into it because there is a niche for both sides of that. Um, and that's, wow. You just totally solved a lot of things
1: in my brain. Wow. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm
1: like you too. I see those beautiful photos and I'm just like, how the hell, and I've seen people at classes pose their models and I'm like, okay, I can do it now. I'm going to go home. I'm going to try it. I go home and I'm like, oh shit, I can't do it. So then I like, then I like search. I'll search for videos of, of creators posing their models. Like that's how I'll, I'll even attempt to do it again. I have to see the video of them doing it. Mine never looks like that. There's just something about a photographer that is a talent I'll never have. Yep.
0: And there's, the, there's nothing wrong with, with uh, recognizing you don't necessarily have that particular eye. Um. So that, that kind of brings me into I'm glad we talked about, it. I'm kind of brings me into like your content creation. Like what, I'm glad that you said you get a lot of inspo from TikTok, but what does like, what does content creation look like for you? Like, do you, do you come up with ideas and then you create content or are you more of like a, Ooh, I have an idea. I just thought of it. I got to do it right now. Are you like a planner or do you like to just, okay, I have an idea. I'm going to film a bunch of shit. And I'm feeling good about it. Or are you able to kind of like compartmentalize and be like, okay, today we're going to do blah, 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 blah. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah. So I definitely um, try to be organized and plan out, um, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, honestly, I could sit here and lie and tell you. I do think that if anyone listening can do that, I do think that's a more mentally healthy way to be, but I'm somebody that'll be sitting at my house at seven o'clock and I'll have an idea and I'll get up and report it. Like I'm just so all over the place. And um, I do have a list in my phone for days where I feel unmotivated and I can't like think of anything creative. I have a list in there that um, I can always refer back to if I need ideas and I also do what you just said. I set up my phone at work and I'll just film a bunch of stuff. Um, so I'm always going to have some some video content to work with. And I can just put different, you know, texts on top of it or whatever. But that's something that, that I've kind of found recently has been, luckily like trending is just putting text on top of random things you're doing. So if you're ever feeling burnt out, like that's a really good way to, to still get that content in without having to put a lot of effort into it.
0: You just maybe have an epiphany. So I think, um, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to say something. that's probably gonna be a little controversial to some people, but I'm going to say it anyway. So I love the idea of business coaches and I love the idea of, um, people basically coaching people how to do content creation and how they can come up with, you know, this plan and how this is how you're supposed to do it. And you follow this strict, rigid thing. But personally, I think that those, the business coaches that teach you how to do that kind of enables an unrealistic expectation with content creation, because if you've ever paid attention to the trends, right, there's trends where it's, A lot of movement it's a lot of crazy video it's this compiled compilation of craziness right which is what we normally do but then there's seasons there's trends where you can just upload a video with text Mm -hmm. i think the trends basically follow us and what i mean by that is when it's burnout season quote unquote what trends is videos with text and that's that but then when we're in like Flourishing season, those crazy compilations where we're moving around and doing XYZ, that's what trends. So now that I'm kind of mm-hmm. thinking about it, I feel like subconsciously the trends actually follow us. We don't follow the trends.
1: Yeah, no, that for sure makes sense because I think that when Reels came out, you know, it was all about like dancing and all of the yeah. like it was intense creation. And yeah. I remember thinking, well, shit, I'm never going to be able to do this because I'm not like a I'm, I'm more like educational creator. I'm not like, I'm not like funny like that. You know, like my humor is not, I can't get on a camera and be funny. Like there's no way. And so I remember thinking, shit, what am I going to do? I can't keep up with all this, but yeah, you're right. I feel like that kind of burnt people out in a sense because they were just like a hundred miles per hour, you know, dancing and all the things. And then, yeah, now they're slowing down and doing the text on top of videos, which is, so much easier and letting us recharge so now i'm thinking like what's going to be next right and and it what i mean by
0: the 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 coaching or whatever like that i think that if content creator coaches and people like business coaches actually maybe gave us the skills to dabble in both and not be like follow this ridges thing and you know, this is what's going to build you six figures and da, 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 da. maybe if we took a step back and actually took a look at the trends and actually paid attention to, okay, when it's flourishing season, follow this schedule. When it's not flourishing season, when you're burnt out, follow this schedule. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. whenever it's like content creator coaches or like business coaches, all I'm seeing is fixating on the success part. They don't fixate on the burnout part. So I feel like there mm-hmm. needs to be a little bit of a bridge uh, between that because, when you're burnt out, you don't want to not post anything. Like you don't want to not create, like feel your creative friend. You still want to, mm-hmm. you got to figure out how, anyway, I'm kind of going on a tangent. Cause I just, I just, no, know. I,
1: I get what you're saying. And I completely agree. Like at my classes, I actually kind of talk about that too. Um, Cause I teach like a social media class and I talk about that a lot because You know, I don't ever want to like be even for people who are paying to be in class with me. Like, I don't want them to think that my way is the only way. Like, I'm just sharing my story and sharing what's worked for me. But then I'm also sharing what didn't work for me. And I make a point to make sure and tell them that, you know, just because it didn't work for me, just because I can't plan my content, doesn't mean you can't. Um, I actually recommend people do because, like, it has literally drove me crazy that I can't content. Um, but I, I just can't do it. So yeah, I think that you're totally on to something with just being more honest with the, the real raw behind the scenes stuff will help people not feel discouraged because, you know, people's algorithm, um, whatever data is a little bit different on everyone's page. And so just because someone had success with something, you could do the exact same thing. And not have success, and then how does that leave you? It leaves you in a funk, you know
0: and i'm I'm kind of noticing that too like i'm I'm seeing a lot of these uh people that glorify social media, which I love. I love that people are, are helping other people with social media, but I feel like they're kind of like harping like you have to follow this, and you will get success. But if I were to follow exactly how you did things, I wouldn't get the same results. so I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are. We're talking about like our journeys and stuff like that. And we're kind of being open and honest about that. But I think as we kind of evolve into content creation, we also need to share that same vulnerability with content creation, that it's not as cut, dry, whatever, and maybe kind of switch our words to help people get more um creative and, and excited on social media because that's the number one thing I hear about a lot of new stylists and just like people that want to level up in their business what do I do? I'm like, get on, get on social media. Uh, that scares me. I'm like, why? Well, I don't want people to hate what I do. I don't want this. I don't want that. You know, I, I just, whatever. Again, I'm still kind of rambling at this point, but um, I feel like we need to be, as as creators, not necessarily us, but like us as a collective need to be a little bit more transparent with social media and how it's, it's amazing, but what do we do when our downtime downtimes? Like, what are we doing to kind of fuel our creativity? What are we doing when we're burnt out? What are we doing when we don't feel like posting shit, you know? And that's, that's totally normal. It's normal to not want to be on 24 seven.
1: Yeah. And I, um, I'm really guilty. Like I don't watch TV. I don't, um, I don't really have any like hobbies that aren't work related, which I think is a lot of people can relate to, you know, like, My boyfriend's always saying, you know, he has hobbies. I mean, he truly does. And he's always trying to get me to like, you know, go outdoors and just like, I don't know, be in nature or whatever. And I'm like, I just like to scroll TikTok or Instagram or whatever. But in a sense, I agree with him. I just can't hardly do it. But my brain is constantly on, on, on. And I do think that, um, especially since I've started remodeling the salon, that's really, really started to weigh on me. Just like the always being on um, and always thinking of what to create next and how to make my videos better. And right now Instagram has this weird thing that they're doing where videos aren't getting as many views as they used to or whatever. And it's just like all across the board that way, you know, and at first, I think people thought, Oh, is it just me? But even though, you know, other people are going through it, it's still, it still gets to you. And I think that that's something that isn't talked about enough that, um, as we're scrolling, we're subconsciously comparing to, you know, and it's just kind of a mental mind F, you know, That's a great thing to bring up too. Um, while social media, like we
0: love social media, we love content creation. Um, It's, it's one of those things. It's like, damn if you didn't, damn if you don't, you're always on you. you, I love my job too. I'm the same way. Like my Jason always is like, baby, you know, we should look into getting you a hobby and, you know, maybe not always think about content creation, maybe not like always in record and like, maybe not whatever, but partially too. It's, I never want to feel guilty about that because it is something that I just love about myself um, and it, to anyone who's listening, if you also find yourself like this, there's absolutely nothing wrong about it. You know, mm-hmm. if you are judging yourself, maybe it's because you haven't been taking care of yourself or like, there's a different motive with that. I think, you know, cause I agree. Like I, I find myself in seasons where I'm like, fuck, I'm always on, I got to turn off a little bit, but it has nothing to do with necessarily, this outside stressor is like someone telling you, you need to be off. It really, is, it's like your internal clock telling you, Hey, your body's having to had enough. You need to, you're not taking enough time to take care of yourself. You need to turn off a little bit. So I say mm-hmm. that because like we're saying like our partners are like, you need to get a hobby and it has nothing necessarily to do with them, but it's an outside source. It's kind of reminding us, Hey, you need to take care of yourself. You need to nourish yourself. You're not taking care of yourself enough. Um, mm-hmm. But we're kind of, we're kind of, we're jumping all over the place, which I love. But um, so you create, you create social media, create social media, create content creation. You b- have built this beautiful brand. What's your why behind that brand?
1: You know, what's the why behind Samantha's Beauty Confessions? So honestly, the why is kind of and that's kind of what I'm excited about like this whole remodel to be able to do because you know I built my my online thing as a hairstylist educator whatever which I'm still always going to be but I'm also going to be kind of branching out into the why I even started putting myself out there and that was to to help people who were just like myself in the beginning and I don't just mean with like hair techniques or, or whatever, but I'm also talking about like, like the mental health side of it. And I'm just such a firm believer in um, like speaking my story and sharing my story and talking with others about their story. And I think that that's how so many people actually get helped throughout, you know, whatever their career is, not even just hairstylists. And so that's kind of where I'm going to take, my um, my page moving forward a little bit more is incorporating some more mental health into it and more um, vulnerability and honesty because my why is at the root just to help people, whether that be haircut, hair color, product, whatever, or just mental health.
0: So what I find is so beautiful about what you're saying is in my education platform, I have a PDF and it's called peeling back the layers. So something that's beautiful that you did is you established a brand based off of something that, you know, 100%, right? So, you know, hair, you know, how, you know how mm-hmm. to do it. You know how to do clients, you've built success with your hair career. And the point of building or peeling back the layers is life is really like an onion layer, you know? Mm-hmm. So I always tell people when you want to get started with either speaking your truth or getting to know who the fuck you are really, you start with those outside layers. What are some things you can normally casually talk about? For us, it's hair. We know how to talk about hair. It's easy. It, it, it just rattles off, right? But what we mm-hmm. notice is once we kind of fulfill that layer, we start peeling it back and we start to realize, huh, well, what's, oh, that looks like mental health. Oh, that looks like um, childhood trauma. Or like that looks like learning how to build a boat. I don't like shit that, that you wouldn't necessarily have known if you didn't start by peeling back that first layer. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like you've, you've kind of accomplished, like by you saying that you've kind of encompassed that it's, you started by building this brand off of something that you are so passionate about and that you love, but now you have built this amazing following. Now it's time for you to kind of dig a little bit deeper and you're peeling back these layers and you're like, wow, the heart and core of Samantha actually is a lot more than just doing hair and being an educator and being a content creator and whatever. And I'm seeing this with, I I would say a handful, not a lot of creators, but a handful, including myself, where I refuse to die as one thing. I want to die as Lisa. Me too. I don't want to die as the hairdresser that was a redhead and was loud. I don't know.
1: Yeah. The, the, um, you're like one of the first people that has ever, um, got what I'm trying to say, just like off me saying it one time, but I always say how you say you don't want to die as the hairdresser. Like I always say that I am more than a color placement, you know, like I'm more than a diagram of how, how I put highlights in someone's hair. And I, I used to be ashamed of everything that I've gone through to get me to where I am. But you know, I I want to be um, like, I don't know, somebody that's sitting at home like I was four years ago, crying in their room and just like, what the hell? What am I doing? What am I meant for? Like, that was me. And I think that if people know me now, they can't even understand how I was ever like that. But I'm going to tell them how I was, you know, moving forward. And I'm not ashamed of it anymore. I think that there's so much like relatability in it. And I just, I'm not ashamed to share the ugly to help other people reach their like beautiful ending. You know, I'm not ash- afraid to, you know, go into the trenches of my life at all, which I think hopefully will inspire other people to feel the same way. And it, it will a hundred percent. And I, I think,
0: um, to like building the fucking mentality brand and kind of getting to know people and learning about people and having people reach out and say, Oh my gosh, like I love what you're doing. That has also kind of validated what I've started with myself. I've already started. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't be fake. You know, I can't just put on a mask. I I can't do honestly. And I can't do what Instagram and social media I can't do what it initially started as I can't live a facade I can't live in in the fake black and white there's so much gray area in that and I I just I can't do it and I it's so exciting to finally see other creators too that I I look up to and that I admire and that I love what they've done also kind of seeing like the gray area is what people care about it's not about the black and white Mm -hmm. anybody well yeah how, what does it make it so different? It's about the person that's doing it, you know?
1: Exactly. And I I swear, like, I know it's scary to put yourself out there, but like, that's when the magic happens. Like, and you don't even know what opportunities are out there for you. If you're not willing to, to put yourself there in the first place. Um, but like what you're saying, you can't create how Instagram was made or whatever. Like I see all these beautiful, cool, like aesthetic pleasing get ready with me videos or like morning routines for example and I've tried to make those before but it's like my morning routine does not look like that (laughs) so it's like I don't wake up and make like a really pretty avocado toast with like salt and pepper all over it like that's awesome if you do my morning is like very chaotic my dogs are everywhere like I'm trying to get posting on Instagram and I'm trying to curl my hair while I'm posting. And literally I'm just a chaotic mess. And so I'm ready to like show people really how chaotic I am because you don't see that shit. When you scroll through my feed, all you see is the finished result. And again, I'm, I'm a lot more than, than that. There's so many many more layers to me than just that 30 second, 10 second video clip. Um, There's, it might not be, what people are wanting to see, but it's, I'm at a point now where like, I'm creating the content that even if I lose some hairstylist followers, I feel as if I'm going to gain more of that community. And honestly, like to anyone listening, having a ton of followers is, if you don't have that community built, it's just a number. You know, so you could have a million followers out there, but if they don't know you and know your soul and your core and whatever, and your beliefs, like they're not like your quote unquote friends. They're just, they're followers. And I think that there is a difference. And so I'm focused more this year on building that, that community versus, you know, trying to reach 10 million followers on Instagram.
0: And I think, oh, I do want to say this. If you guys have followed the Instagram on the fucking mentality Instagram, a lot of my little quotes actually come from Samantha uh, from our initial episode. She talks a lot about numbers and she talks a lot about how, like what you just said, like your following has nothing to do with who you are as a person. It just, it's just a number. Mm -hmm. Um, And there, that's something that we were kind of trained to kind of fixate on for like the longest time, you know? And that social media was this, it's a beautiful thing, but we kind of lost the real reason why we're on social media. So I feel like now with social media, um, people are actually doing it, starting to find it for the real reason, like starting to do it for the real reason, like building community, building the rapport, building the actual friendships versus fixating on that number. Um, and I partially, this is, I think this has a lot to do with my passion and my my nativity and just how young I am. I get so fucking frustrated when i see online build a six-figure income build build a multi uh figure following um build everything that has to do about numbers and money and i i can say this with confidence and i don't give a shit who it pisses off Mark my words, if you take a course that is fixated on financial success or like a visible success, like masking success, I promise you, you will burn out in less than a year. I promise you mm-hmm. less than a year, you'll get out of the industry, whatever the case may be, go into this industry for the simple fact that you just, you want to build connections. You want to build rapport. You want to have more than what society thinks that you should, you know, I'm not a hair Yeah, I'm
1: a person. No, hundred. I literally, I couldn't agree more. I'm literally sh- sitting here for anyone listening that can't see us. I'm just shaking my head. Yes, the whole time she's <laughs> yeah. talking, but it's like it's so true because I don't really know where all that came from with the numbers thing. I've thought about this a lot over the past few months, but um, I used to think when I hit X amount of followers that my life would be fixed, and I I talked a little more about this again on the first episode, but. I am still just as hard on myself. Like I'm able to stop myself now more than I used to could. Like I used to let it go on for months, years, whatever. But I'm able to like wake myself up now because I've worked through all of that stuff. But I still, like right now, I'm I'm like, shit, am I remodeling my salon for the right reasons? There is no magic number that's going to fix your life. And to tell you the truth, like my Instagram page is the slowest growing, the worst performing it's ever been. And I have more opportunities than I've ever had. And my Instagram is the worst it's ever been. And so, and I am more fulfilled as a human when I'm, I kind of just gave up checking my insights because they pissed me off. So I just literally don't look well, my Instagram for the first time the other day went down a number instead of up. Okay. And let me just tell you, that was a hard pill for me to swallow just because like, it just woke me up to show me like, Hey girlfriend, like you're still living, your life didn't end. You're still in these partnerships with brands. Like you still have these classes that people are buying. Like, it doesn't matter. Like that one number, who even knows if anyone noticed it, but it's like I did. And so it it was a good wake up call for me to know that like, you don't die if you lose followers, like you really don't. And honestly, if losing followers means you build a better, more um, tight-knit, close community, then I'm okay with it at this point in my life because chasing on a never-ending hamster wheel just really drove me crazy. I love
0: talking to you. We always have very open and honest conversations, and I really value that. Um, it's, again, guys, Samantha has huge successes, huge great numbers on her social media, but like she's saying right now, maybe it's not performing as well as she'd like. Right. And she's, she's literally, well, she's, she is, she's beating herself up, but she's trying to remember not to, because it's just a number, you know, and I could look at Samantha and say, wow, you know, her success is so much bigger than mine because she has way more followers than me or she has this, this and this, but in reality, success is obviously very different for everybody and success is not this linear thing. I think what uh, success looks like to me with her is, success to me with her is building this relationship with her to get to know her, to learn about her, to learn her, about her past, to learn about her why. And that, that to me is success, you know, building this relationship with her and building with her, you know, and supporting her in whatever the case would be. It had no, it has nothing to do with looking at her and saying, Oh, she's a top creator. She's a bigger creator. She's bigger than me, you know, and I envy her for that regard. No, it's about, Hey, how'd you do it? Who are you? What's mm-hmm. going on? You know, um and also giving the power to these big creators because i know that these bigger creators kind of feel isolated because of the fact that they have these giant numbers and because of the fact on the outside looking in it looks like they have all these things that are i can't talk to you you're bigger than me you're like whatever the case would be but it, that's furthest
1: thing from the truth um mm-hmm. yeah we're all people like you like lisa just said like we're all humans we all have struggles we all have happy days we all have you know like days where we feel blah, we just want to lay in bed like that is the one thing I'm hoping in the future to just really open up everyone's eyes to that like no matter who you are, where you are, any of it, like we are all human beings, and nobody's life is perfect, no matter how perfect it may look on any social media platform and i I love aesthetically pleasing videos I truly truly do, but um I guarantee you if one of the you know, quote unquote, just like fashion influencers or beauty or whatever, they would say the same thing if they were sitting here with us right now. I I promise they would, even though their house is a lot cleaner than mine in some of their videos, like who's to say they didn't take a a Windex and wipe their mirror down right before or or their counters. Like my house doesn't look like that all the time. And I would bet that 95% of people don't either. Yep. Clearly look at my, look at my lovely office, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm in front, I'm in front of a black wall. So it's like the black wall stays me, but it's like what's in front of the black wall is not, is not great. You
0: know? Uh, so I appreciate you and your vulnerability and just talking about success and talking about like what social media looks like for you, what it's done for you um, and what actually BTC is. Cause it, there's a lot of controversy with that as well. Um, I think the key to this, guys, is I'm all about creating your, your own opinions and your own references about anything in life, right? But mm. I think we all need to get better about asking the resources themselves instead of just creating these facades and creating these unrealistic expe- expectations based off of what other people say, you know, and about social media, about BTC, about being a hairdresser, about anything. So I think uh, the point of this episode really was to, if you, I had no idea that, you know, BTC was a marketing agency, basically. I had no idea that, um, you know, what Samantha was doing behind the scenes. I didn't know these things. The way that I learned about them was by asking her, you know. So the, the point of this and, and to talk about social media, you know, how did she, what social media looked like for her instead of just creating an inference based off of her social media. Um, so again, the point of this, this particular episode was to kind of just talk about what these things actually are, get to know what they actually are and make an inference based off of an educated response. Versus creating an unrealistic opinion based off what other people say. Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you for coming on and always talking and being honest and and just kind of sharing a little bit what's going on in your world. Um, Of course, we're going to do another episode because this is just going to be a continuing conversation from here on forever.
1: (laughs) I know. I love I love talking to you. And also before we go, like, it's just crazy to me because um, how old are you again? I'll be 27 this year. See, and just like what you just said, like you came straight to me or you like to go straight to the source. Like that is what I want the world to be more like.
0: You're muted. Or like it's muffled. Let me turn this off. Oh, there we go. Okay. Now I can hear
1: you. Can you hear me now? Yep straight to the source. Okay. So. so someone's experience, someone's experience um like with a brand or with me or with you or with whatever. Like that's their experience. It's not the whole experience. And so it's just crazy that you said that because I say that all the time like like I want to form my own opinions of people and and companies and brands and whatever just as I think everyone else should. Just because an influencer or a big name or whatever doesn't quote unquote, like you or agree with you doesn't mean that you won't like you like that person or agree with that person. Um, So I just think it's really um, like smart. And you're just so like wise for your age. I'm like only five years older than you. But at 27, I would have never thought like that, you know, like at 27, I just believed whatever the other person was telling me. But over the years, I've just learned that um, everyone has emotions, everyone has feelings and each person is so different. And so we can't let someone else's opinion skew ours. Right. I think that's just the number one thing to remember in life, whether it be professional or
0: personally. And it, collectively, you know, even getting on social media, you know, you can't allow a keyboard warrior uh, words to really skew what you look at, how you look at yourself or how you look at anything for that matter. Um, it's like, like you said, I thank you, by the way, thank you for saying that I don't know how to say thank you very often. <laughs> um, I I think uh, to end this on a good note, like I said, guys, I think the key thing to take away from all of this is if you have questions, ask a source and really get to know like the root of everything. And if you have questions about social media, ask someone that you look up to or that you enjoy their social media. Hey, can I talk to you? But I will say this, um, don't ever expect to always get like a convoluted response or expect like this really hands-on, one-on-one thing. Um, I like to always try to lead with, I will happily compensate you for your time. I know that you are a busy individual. In that regard, if I really want to shoot someone a DM, um, I've been seeing a lot of like, hoo about that on social media. And I do agree to an extent. Um, you can't really expect people to just give you all of your information. I'm not saying they're not going to give it to you for free, but um, I think it's important to also respect the people that have put in the work to get what they want um, and to not necessarily uh assume that they will just hand you the bible to success and call it a day <laughs> so um guys this is samantha i'll put all her information in the show notes thank you so much for listening um what do you have going on i'm gonna i'm gonna start ending my podcast something a little bit differently so what do you have going on what can we, how can we support you do you have any classes do the things that we can do to support you as an individual
1: yeah so i am. Um... I am doing classes right now. They are, I think I have like four to five left this year. They're all in my link in my bio on Instagram. And then my TikTok is Samantha's Confessions. I couldn't put beauty in there. It's too long. So I just did confessions. And um, I have a YouTube account, which if you're not subscribed to my YouTube, I, I post shorts right now, but that's where all of my like long form content will be going as soon as my salon is finished. Um, so lots of exciting things coming to YouTube um, to anyone who's not subscribed.
0: Well, cool. Well, thank you. We'll put all that stuff in the show notes. And guys, thank you again for joining the, the, the lovely podcast. We'll talk to you later.